Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to continue our conversation about the multiverse of madness. So many cool things happen in the trailer. Lots of your feedback, lots of theories, lots of thoughts. All that right to say, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and again, I have a wonderful guest with us today from the Source Pages podcast, Ms. Haley Hobbs. What's up? Not much, my friend. Not much. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just chilling, you know, having a good podcasting day. For sure. And I feel like we're on hallowed ground because we're going to talk about some mom feedback. <laughs> hmm. For real. Like, I've been... Really excited. Last week, we had uh, even more scheduling conflicts than this week. Uh, well, kind of. We we got to do one episode last week instead of two, like we normally try to do. We t- normally try to do two or three, because sometimes there's content, and sometimes even four if there's enough stuff. Uh, but we only did one last week. And uh, th- th- so this episode, to talk about the DS Mom feedback, has been one I've been excited about. Because I, I, I haven't really read all of these. I've just been excited to see what everybody's theories are. I wanted to live react. Yeah, same. Um, I really liked being able to listen to your guys' breakdown because I didn't get to watch the trailer before the Super Bowl because we were en route to our friend's house for our party. And then when I got there, it was like crazy and loud. And I was like, I need like a space to watch this. And (laughs) like Brian had sent it to me on Facebook Messenger and I was like, I cannot watch this right now. (laughs) And I didn't even watch it till the next day. That's some either forgetfulness or some self-control. I'm not sure which. It was (laughs) (laughs) self-control. For sure. Uh, Well, first thing I wanted to throw out was there's some things we didn't mention on the last episode talking about the trailer, things we either missed or some new things from the poster that have kind of come out since there's also a new TV spot that has some new stuff in it. Like we covered a little bit of all of that, but there's like different cuts of the trailer out there with slightly different like shots that are just like ever so slightly different. So it's like, there's so much, Um, but a few, a few things I wanted to point out was uh, we did not mention this because uh, it was sent to us after the fact, but uh, there's a Union Jack shield of Captain Carter on the mm-hmm. poster of Multiverse of Madness. That is one of the most exciting things for me. <laughs> for sure. Like, what does that mean? Is that going to be animated Haley Atwell or is that going to be real life Jack Haley Atwell? <laughs> well, see, that's that's I'm we, we talked about it in the last episode about the idea of um, them pulling a Roger Rabbit where they're mixing live action and animation. But mm-hmm. like. They could do the opposite where like sometimes sometimes that's that's how they combine worlds like that. Other times when people enter an animated world, they become animated. So if Doctor Strange and America Chavez fall into an animated universe, will they just become the animated versions of themselves? That could be cool. Or are they just gonna be like flying through somewhere and all they see is these shards of her shield somewhere? <laughs> oh right. Like it's just the and it's shield. Like, gotcha. <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't put the shield on the poster. If they're not planning to do something with her and because of their like love loving reaction from the fans that everybody had, I would not be surprised if Captain Carter ended up in our universe. I think it would be amazing. Like fully live action Captain Carter. Yeah. And it wouldn't even have to be like, I, I mean, I don't know that Haley Atwell would be committed to getting like that built up but if she's in great physical shape it's it's no different than i look different in animation than i do in real life you know it'd be the same thing we all do we all do (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean you should see me when i'm animated i'm like a size zero it's amazing have you seen the t-shirt 
that we have on our website. That I have me, that me, t-shirt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Me and Jeff look so jacked. You guys um, are jacked in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so jacked. <laughs> I think it would be amazing if we do get a, the precedent of them passing through an animated universe and then coming out of that animated universe and becoming animated when they go in, then like it's totally possible they could bring Captain Carter out of the animated world into ours. Mm-hmm. I'm so down. So I down. Too. Very here for it. Will she return to her own universe? I feel like she has to before season two of What If? Because I feel like that's going to pick up. No, she doesn't. It's all the same multiverse. Like, she could be wherever she wants yeah, to be. Yeah, she can be where she wants, wherever the Watcher puts her. Yeah, and the Watcher can pull her back from wherever and grab yeah, her and bring pick her. pick her up, place her somewhere else. Do you think the Watcher will appear in Multiverse of Madness? Ooh. No? No? Is that, like, one bridge too far? <laughs> I don't know, because the Watcher's so important in the comics, and it's like, I don't know. It's like his whole thing was like these multiversal breaking down threats, like the, the Ultra yeah. Vision or whatever. Like Maybe he could be, like he was in the first episodes, like just kind of a presence on the horizon, or you'd see his silhouette. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I could see him like intervening, you know, like he's already started intervening in the one uh, way. Like pushing them back into their, like, <laughs> America Chavez like punches a star shaped hole and he's like, no, no, no. And like pushes <laughs> them back through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not right now. This isn't your scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just so many things they could do. And there's so many different characters scattered around the multiverse now that I want. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that we have, um, the X-Men coming back with, with uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's voice being uh, being in the trailer. Speaking of the X-Men, another character that is teased on the poster, maybe. Have you seen this one? <laughs> I've seen it. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe it either. But in the shards of glass on the poster, the other big one to me was Deadpool. Yeah. It is incredibly stretching to say it's Deadpool. It's basically just like a red blob with a couple of white and black dots on it. Yeah. (laughs) But there is a picture from like Deadpool promo material of Deadpool shushing. And if you line those two pictures up, it looks very similar. I mean, this would be like with everything we're talking about, this would be a great place to just insert him for just ever so briefly. Mm -hmm. And he can do his Deadpool thing and then bust out of there. Well, it gives him an excuse to get to the MCU. Yeah. Which, which is like what we've all been talking about. How are they going to bring him over? And him just like being able to talk about this universe as if they're different television franchise combining. Like that sounds like a lot of fun. It's kind of making my brain start to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about like all the possibilities in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It really is becoming endless. Vermillion One says there's no Deadpool on that poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty. I was pretty Anything's convinced. Possible. I was pretty convinced by the uh, the 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 screenshot I saw. <laughs> We're here. We're irresponsibly speculating. Oh yeah, and I said it's very unlikely Deadpool. Like yeah. it's super <laughs> a stretch, but there's a lot of speculation going on around about it. Mm. Indeed. Uh, you know, we and and you and Vermillion One maybe have a great point. Like, we may be pushing it too far. I don't know that we are because, like, it seems like they're doing some pretty big stuff. And after coming off of No Way Home, like, I don't think they're going to want to go as big as they went on No Way Home and then kind of pull it back yeah. for a, something like Multiverse of Madness. It seems like they're going to want to 
blaze forward, you know? Right. Waterfall Angel says, kind of on that note, I feel like if Deadpool shows up, it would be for one line because he's all comedy and Mom is supposed to be mostly horror. I'm not sure how horror it is anymore. I'm really curious because that's what they they initially said it was going to be horror when Scott Derrickson was uh, directing it. But since then, Mm -hmm. they've sort of like not really discussed it being horror. And I wonder if it's going to be a little more adventure story than... Horror. Although we, we we do have like weird dip decomposing Doctor Strange and yeah. bloody Wanda. We do. I was gonna say so, there's yeah. some elements in there. Oh yeah. I definitely think there's gonna be elements. I mean, this is the Scarlet Witch we're talking about, and it seems more and more like she's gonna be a big part of the threat of this movie. Mm-hmm. Can't believe I picked her on my team. What were you thinking? <laughs> Being real, I straight up forgot about the the villain rules. <laughs> Maybe she won't be a villain. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the villain will be someone from a different universe, like one of the other Wandas. <laughs> maybe it'll be Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the Scarlet Witch outfit. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. One other speculation I saw going around. And this, this is a stretch beyond stretches. Stretch beyond stretches. But I saw it, and I got to credit them. This is the new Rockstar guys. Okay. <laughs> So, but I still, I, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, in the final, one of the final shots of the TV spot, there's zombie Doctor Strange looking at the screen, going, ah, he's got all these like cuts and slices and his hands like yeah. falling off and everything. Uh, his face has three scratches across it, like very distinctly oh, one, two, wow. three. Who has three claws? <laughs> yeah, who has three claws, guys? but Wolverine that's going around the internet too. That like that's a uh, evidence for Wolverine. That's crazy. <laughs> I think it's crazy too, but I still love it. I love all the speculation when it comes out. You guys will have to go back and be like, okay, what actually occurred instead of, you know, here's what we thought would all occur. And here's what actually did. It's probably going to be like 18 things versus like five <laughs> <laughs> for a while. We were talking about doing a YouTube show where we call called like put it on the board or whatever, because Jeff had oh, that yeah, whole thing yeah. during WandaVision and we were going to do like, you know, you put it on the board and then like try to like actually predict what's going to happen and see how much, see how many predictions actually come true and how many things we're actually betting are going to happen and how many things we're just sort of like, ma- like nail us down on those things, you know, not just let us say, Hey, my, but like, be like, all right, I'm putting my money on that one. Make it a game or something. That sounds like a lot of work. It do- it definitely does. <laughs> um, and, and that, and that analyzes the rub on a lot of the things we want to do around here. Like yeah. it's a lot of work to make the podcast happen every week. And so, and all work and no play <laughs> makes the MCU cast a dull cast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, because I, uh, that's basically me. All work and no play. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Okay, so we got a bunch of people writing in about it, though. So you want to you hit those? Or you, I, I, can, I can share the responsibility if you want to. If you're good reading, I'm happy with that. But I just. I'm, I'm happy to read. Okay, sweet. I got you. Andre Sparks, one of the patrons of the MCU cast, says, Hey, Ashley, Matt, and Jeff. I don't know if you all got into this during the trailer breakdown, but I think Strange is going to help America Chavez with something in her verse, and that's what starts the problems in the movie. Since Strange doesn't remember the Spider-Man stuff, I don't think the movie will connect to it. Lastly, you guys said you think the Infinity Stones are done, so maybe Strange will get a new, quote, power source to put in the eye of Agamotto holder. What do you all think? Sincerely, Andre. Okay. I'm getting 
real into the theorizing now of like what's going on in these, so these TV spots are starting to really highlight this Doctor Strange that's in blue and red. Yeah, with like the little shield on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and we know in the comics, at least, America Chavez is from a different universe. And we see like in the trailer, we see Doctor Strange fighting like the mummy creature we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. As she's in there, and like it's got me really thinking that, like, and it, it appears that that zombie strange is also the same character with the blue and red, like okay. at the end. So now I'm really thinking that, like, that's going to be the strange of her universe, and that, like, maybe she, she, maybe he saves her, but he dies or something like that. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. That's what that's 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 my best theorizing on that thing. Yeah. I, I'm not great at the theorizing, so that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, lo- it just seems, it seems like this other Doctor Strange, this one in blue and red, looks, looks like a different guy. Even the way he's mm-hmm. ho- carrying himself and the, the face just looks like he's different. He looks almost a little more heroic unless uh-huh. uh, maybe it's just the blue and red, though. You know, that classic, like, he just looks like a hero. More so, how many stranges are there gonna be? Because there's our strange, that strange, zombie strange, ponytail strange, at least. Yeah, ponytail strange is the one in the blue and red. Uh, oh, I think. Wow, I think so. I believe you. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to hair. Ashley's not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe animated strange. And maybe animated strange, if that's a different strange, or if that's just like, I don't know, it could be a whole lot of stranges in this movie. Which, that kind of takes me to his new power source comment, like maybe he gets the time stone, a new, a different time stone from a different strange? A different time stone from a different strange? Possibly. Because we know that there's lots of infinity stones across the multiverse? Possibly. There's, there's, there's some... In in the in the one of the TV spots, he's like pulling open the eye of Agamotto, so he's still using it, and it looks like some sort of orange energy is coming from it. It makes mm-hmm. me wonder if like he's using it for like the eye itself is not the time stone. You know what I mean? Like the eye right. of Agamotto is its own thing, right? And whatever it does, or whatever other power source he's using, maybe it's imbued with its own magical power. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very possible. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with the Avocado. We've been saying it for a long time. Like, he's still wearing it. Like, what's it for? I guess we'll find out in this movie. <laughs> Maybe he just likes the way it goes with his outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does pull it all together. It really does. It's the finishing piece. <laughs> Hannah, one of your patrons, has a couple pieces of feedback. Sweet. She says, I don't have a theory about the mom trailer, but if they're willing to reveal Professor X in the trailer, there must be some crazy forked up shirt William Jackson Harper for Reed Richards in this movie. And then she says, I take it back. I do have a mom theory. (laughs) Maria Rambo tells Carol that they raced to Pegasus base before Carol took Dr. Lawson up in the prototype jet that gave Carol her powers. I think the glowing figure fighting Wanda is multiverse Maria who won the race and flew Lawson instead becoming Captain Marvel. I'd really like this to be true. I like Maria and was sad she died in the present MCU. Mm. Well, I mean, it's not the most unrealistic take because anything's possible. I like this take a lot. I do too. I don't know. It's just such an easy, simple thing. Like to remind us of that story of them racing. 
She raced yeah. in your universe. She won and got powers in my universe. I won and got powers. And that like connects to like, if we get Maria back from a different universe, like maybe she could meet up with Monica and like have that mother daughter situation. You know, I don't know. It, it, it all seems totally plausible. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like that. And I agree that it's not fair that we just, we see her at the end of Captain Marvel and then in WandaVision, she's gone. Yeah. In one division, they do say she, yeah, she, they say she died, right? Like, yeah, she she's died dying. Cancer. No, no, she's gone. But, well, she was dying when, uh, when the blip happened, right? Yes. And yeah. then when she comes back, she's dead for a yes. long time. Like two years. I know that's what it says. I, I, and I, and I, <laughs> but like, theorize with me. What if okay. TM? Captain Marvel did have an answer for her cancer or something and like came down and helped her used alien technology to help her. But like, she's out in space and, uh, Monica ends up you know, out in space fighting the scroll and finds her mom. It's possible. Yeah. And there's that scroll that comes at the end of WandaVision to get Monica. Yeah. For, to go get a old, meet an old friend of her mom's, which could very well be her mom. Yeah, but if you're trying to save someone from knowing a secret. Exactly. Like, your mom's actually alive in space, you wouldn't, you would say something cryptic like that. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like, sounds like some Obi-Wan logic there. <laughs> from a certain point of view. Yeah, from a certain point of view. <laughs> Gabriel Mangan on Gmail. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Says, hey, Supreme Leader Ash and the other two. <laughs> That's great. You mentioned Shima Gorath was in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. As I have no comic book knowledge, I had to look up exactly who that is. If you look at the Wikipedia page or probably any other page about him, it tells you that he was defeated by Strange and, wait for it, the Fantastic Four. Mm. I also want to point out how he might just show up in the streets. On the Wikipedia page, it mentions that during the Infinity comic run, Thanos had Ma trick Strange into summoning Shuma Gorath. I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened, but Thanos might have instructed Ma to free himself, or Shuma could be the thing that the ring was sending a signal to. I say that because the post credit sequence was with Wong. Thank you for hours of entertainment, Gajama the First. <laughs> Thank you, Gajama. Um, okay. Huh. So, this, this Shimagorath might be connected to what Strange did. See, that, and that's, that seems to be the really big running question that we all have is, what did Strange do that caused all of this? Right. We all speculate it might be something with No Way Home, but that's weird because nobody knows what happened in No Way Home. And, like, we've just, we discussed it might be Endgame or mm -hmm. Infinity War with looking into all the different different futures yeah what was the actual triggering factor of bringing in all these is it like a delayed reaction from endgame right or right. was it when he blooped the multiverse poked it a little too hard or is it you know something he's going to do at the beginning of this movie even or in in this case gajama is speculating that like maybe even his fight with uh, Ebony Maw might have had something to do with like some of the repercussions in this with Shimagorath. Um, I love, I did not know that they were in the comics defeated by uh, Fantastic Four with yeah, Doctor that's Strange. Cool. That's super fun. I would like to see that. The thing about No Way Home is that it's not that everyone forgets everything that happened. They just forget who Peter Parker and Spider-Man are. Right. No, they just forget who Peter Parker is. 
So you could still know that the sky opened up and was purpley and there were all these cuckoo people in the sky, <laughs> but not know why. Yeah. And even still know that he did this forgetting spell. Right. There's a scene earlier in the movie where he says, you know, uh, I did that forgetting spell after that event. And he's like, I don't remember that. And he's like, exactly. Yeah. Possibly they, he, he knows he did the spell, but there's like this hole in his memory of what actually happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there, there's plenty of little pebbles left along the trail to follow. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I like all the stuff uh, that Gajama has here. I, I think that like a lot of the stuff, like with the fact of Ebony Maw, him tricking Ebony Maw in the comics to, uh, you know, call him up or whatever. Like, I think that mm-hmm. all seems a little bit contrived from what they've already shown. So, like, sure. sometimes the MCU just simplifies things, you know? Yeah. So, there's all these stories. We might be heading for Mephisto, right? But, like, a lot of that stuff that happens in these stories doesn't really have to have Mephisto in it. Like, her seeking her sons and all the stuff at Westview... Yes, mm-hmm. in the comics, it was all kind of part of Mephisto, but, like, it could have not been. You know what I mean? Like, it could have just been yeah. uh, him going after, her going after her children. Which, for the main part of the public, that's just a more evocative story. Like, the devil right. made me do it, and, like, deals with the devil and all this stuff. Like, that seems kind of this fantastical thing, but like a mother just chasing down her children that she created with her crazy magics. That's just like this human story, you know? Mm -hmm. And it would, one, my big thing with WandaVision was it would have taken away her agency. Yeah. She made those decisions because she was struggling with all of her trauma so much that it, it consumed her. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very true. Nora Lazio on Gmail says, Another interesting thing I noticed was in the original trailer, it showed Wong telling Strange not to cast that spell, but in the movie, he just leaves saying, keep me out of it. Mm. However, in the mom trailer that played in the post credit scene, they kept the don't cast that spell, it's too dangerous line. I wonder if we can assume that the big spell that will break the universe is yet to happen, or if this was classic Marvel misdirection with changing the trailer. Love to hear your thoughts. Love you all 3,000. Nora. Man, Nora, great call. Yeah. I hadn't noticed that, but you're totally right that they changed it in the movie. But then the trailer that plays after the movie still includes the line that is not in the movie. <laughs> That's almost like a rewind. Like, like you know, are we yeah. rewinding to the same moment in time or are we rewinding to the same moment in time in a different universe? That's That's what made me think of immediately. It was like... yeah. Maybe that Wong that said that in the trailer is a different Wong, a different, maybe we get a little bit, maybe we get a reprisal of those scenes in uh, DS Mom, but it's like, what happened to the Dark Doctor Strange's universe or whatever. Yeah, like, we're going along thinking, oh, we're just seeing that scene from Spider-Man again, and then Gargantos is out the door, and it's a different universe. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be really fun. Caitlin Sosby on Gmail says, Wanda, my queen, whatever happens in this movie, you are perfect and can do no wrong. I already love this feedback. I got your back. You deserve to win whether you're the villain or the hero. But she got dark magic fingers. She gonna use strange to her advantage. <laughs> also, I have never seen what if, so I may be way off base. What if Mephisto is taking the form of Dr. Strange? 
Mm. Could be. Could be. Mephisto could be anywhere. I love that feedback so much. I hope I did it justice, Caitlin. <laughs> I feel like it's very similar to some stuff uh, Melissa was saying a couple weeks ago. I think it's Melissa. She, she was, on, was just like, she can do whatever she wants. She can. She's always right. <laughs> I found, I sent some of the girls a meme of like, these girls sta- like sitting next to a bed with their hands in prayer and on the walls a picture of Wanda as the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> great. We love her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jack Taylor on Gmail said, Hey, guys, been watching from the start, but first time writing in. So, question time. Could the opening shot of the Doctor Strange 2 trailer be the reality that variant Strange, not Strange Supreme, comes from? And the reality where Christine Palmer's wedding is bombed and she dies, causing Strange to go on a dark path. Thanks, as always, for the amazing content. Hmm. I don't know. Kind of like what we were talking about, though. Like, are they going to fake us out a little and then send us into a different universe? Well, see, and even here, Jack says, uh, Dr. Strange trailer be a reality of of that variant Strange, not Strange Supreme. Which Strange Supreme Mm -hmm. is the one from comics. No, I'm sorry, from What If. Right, right. Strange Supreme. But, like, I don't know. I think he's assuming that that's the Dark Dark, Dr. Strange. Is that doctor? Do, is that same? Is the same as Strange Supreme, which we don't know. Right. It might be. Right. It might not be. And then you've got this zombie Strange, and it might be any of the three of them. And there's this blue and red version of Strange. Hero Strange. <laughs> he, yeah, we'll call him Hero Strange. And I love this idea that like there's a dark version of Strange, and there's a hero version of Strange. Yeah. And then there's our version, who's just a hero, but an asshole. Kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of in the middle. Like, he does things for his own purposes. He does things for his own, like, ego. hmm I love that. I love that story. I love the, like... It's the thing that alternate universes and time travel allow that other storytelling doesn't allow. It's the idea mm-hmm. that you get to like peer into a different version of yourself, a past version of yourself, a future version of yourself. It, it, it The reason I like to do, we, we have our show Bingers Assemble where we cover an entire series of movies. Right. And it's like, the reason I find that interesting is because one of the e- best movies to compare a movie to is a different movie in the same series, because it's like, they're trying to do <laughs> the same thing. So, like, what works and what doesn't is somehow, it's, it's very understandable from the perspective when you look at those movies and you go, number three doesn't work because it doesn't do the thing that all the other ones do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. so, it's kind of the same thing from a character perspective with time travel. It's like comparing characters that are the same person at their core, but they have this just little thing twisted. It's really great. For, like, sort of morality storytelling, you know? Yeah, and when, you know, our point of view character sees all of that, how does that change or not change how they are as a character going forward? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and that's all these stories are about, you know? How does your Mm -hmm. character change, you know? Yep. Mm. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Peter Glues on Gmail says, First off, I loved the New Way Home movie. And even though I wish it hadn't had to end the way it did, I understand why. I'm just sad that Peter Parker is effectively wiped from MCU history. Multiverse of Madness seems to exist because of Doctor Strange's broken spell. But he's not going to remember who Peter Parker is, so he's not even going to know why he cast that spell in the first place. In fact, he's not going to have any idea of what's going on. 
Is he? Or at least he won't know why. What do you guys think? Is this a hole or is there a neat way to explain this? I think we just don't know yet. I think it's totally possible he'll know he had the spell. Like we just talked about it, but like yeah, I know it's did. possible we'll ha- he'll he'll know about the spell, but not know the exact details of what he did. Um, it's also hard because the trailer's full of lies. So yeah. all of our speculation, <laughs> and it's so much fun to speculate, but all of our speculation could be th- completely thwarted by you know a, a scene or two that are fake. <laughs> <laughs> and him needing to know why he casts a spell is probably in this movie it's going to be a very minor detail because all of a sudden he's going to be whammied with everything else that's going on yeah and so we the audience know but the characters don't know and they don't really need to because of the events that are going to take place yeah There's, so we know that Hero Strange seems like he's going to do something to save America Chavez or fight for America Chavez and then we know America Chavez is going to travel to our universe or to our, to at least to see our strange. And then we know that America Chavez is in one of the cases in one of the TV spots. She's in one of those display case looking things that yeah. I guess is our prison cells. So it makes me think the Illuminati, this version of the Illuminati is trying to keep the t- timelines clean and their different threat that are crossing universes are like taken and imprisoned or put on trial or something you know another version of the tva yeah except instead of being this outside force it's like people from the universes themselves that are smart enough to realize they need it you know yeah that the the multiverse needs some sort of cleanup force um and it's that's that's just called that's speculation but uh it, it makes me wonder like and then with Wanda breaking in there, it makes me think she might be coming for her kids. Yeah, she's coming for something for sure. Yeah, she's like, she seems pretty motivated. She has an agenda. Yeah, covered in blood and seems to be using her dark magic pretty extremely. You have all talked about how the scene with her and the cherry blossoms with mm-hmm. Strange is all an illusion, right? Have you seen those? No, I haven't seen this. So I've seen some pictures where they it's swipes to a different part in the trailer, like where she's saying... You broke the rules and I'm a hero because he's wearing the same outfit, but it's all behind them. It's all red. It's all her chaos magic. And that it's the same huh. scene because he's wearing like a like plain clothes in that scene. Interesting. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like when he's walks into that scene, he's kind of looking around like something's not right here. Huh? Because he knows that it's not real. Man, yeah. What if she is just like rewriting reality? I'll have to find that picture and send like, it to you. They're all coming after her. They're all trying to stop her, and she's just like, "Boom! I'll create my new. I'll create new worlds." And she yeah. just creates a new world. And like we, and what if what if Strange lives in it for a while, and then him coming to her is like him, like trying to figure out what's going on. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I'll find it and send it to you because it's well, pretty sick. The beginning of the movie says, like, I have the same dream every night, and then I wake up into this nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, what if we just start the movie, and he's just already in that loop? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And every night he dreams of the real world, but he's in this weird loop of, like, whatever world Wanda's decided to create. That could be crazy. She could mm-hmm. do it. She's more mm-hmm. powerful than him. You know what's funny about that, to me, is in... The last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, (laughs) Uh, which they pulled 
the story from To Make Endgame, by the way, which I love. I love huh. that. That's awesome. Um, they they said they were inspired by the last episode of Next Generation because it's one of the best finales. Like it's just they they take a lot of different things and wrap them up. And the way they do that is by traveling to different times on the timeline. Mm-hmm. But what happens in that story is they go to the future and they need Captain Picard's help, and he's living on a vineyard. And so they show <laughs> up on his vineyard and they go to his like on his big palatial estate and to to get him. And they're like, "We need your help" or whatever. Yeah. And he's like living in this, uh, living among his vineyard. Like, it's just kind of fun to me that this movie might have some sort of alternate reality, which is exactly what that was. Right. Where I think that I'm finding a screenshot to text to you. Like, right? okay. Yeah, please. Because I want you to see it. It's just a <laughs> screenshot of a, um, a YouTube video, but you'll, you'll see at least what I'm talking about. Okay, sweet. It's pretty obvious that that's what they're doing or at least that's what they're misdirecting us to do <laughs> right 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 i'll throw up on the video too for everybody um yeah so i really like the the idea that this this sort of this might be the similar thing where it's like an alternate reality of like an old friend coming to see his friend on a vineyard and like yeah. it might yeah. all be weird timey wimey out of universe yeah. stuff <laughs> like she just waves her hand and bye bye cherry blossoms well, and it's a it's a movie that's going to feature Patrick Stewart, <laughs> right? So I it's know. like all he's that- like, if I'm going to be in the movie, <laughs> you're going to incorporate Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, you're going to make a big reference to Star Trek in the <laughs> All right, I digress from that tangent. Oh, where did you send that, by the way? I texted it to you on your telephone. Oh, text, text. Huh. Okay, I'm looking at this picture. Yeah, there's like the cherry blossoms, and then there's a vision of the cherry blossoms. It looks like it's all destroyed. That could be, that absolutely could be a Wanda illusion, or it could be that like they mirror that scene later in the movie or something after things have Mm -hmm. gone to shit. But he's wearing the same clothes. He's wearing his scarf, his denim button up, and his blue jacket. Yeah, true. That's the connecting factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And if this is the case, then like I can imagine like maybe he can't even see the whoever that is in, in the foreground, this person uh-huh. in the foreground, it's possible like they don't see him or like he doesn't see that well, person. Well, that's just another like, um, that's another- like a backside of Wanda. Is it? Okay. So there's yeah. two Wandas in that shot? No, I think it's just the way they overlaid the image. Okay. For some reason. Interesting. That seems like a weird choice. I agree. <laughs> that was just the first one I found that I was like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to have to watch that trailer. Yeah. That's, that's, or that uh, YouTube video. It's cool. Sweet. And I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it totally could be. I like this. I like it. Steve Maloney on Gmail wrote in and said, hi guys, it's 4 a.m. in the UK and I just watched the Doctor Strange trailer three times. Mm-hmm. Excited like everybody about the multiversal cameos, but I'm most interested in this movie as the next chapter in Wanda's story. So can we talk about this dialogue at the end of the trailer? You break the rules and become a hero. I do it, I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. First of all, I love the sing-songy, let's dance, wizard boy, delivery. Second, I become the enemy. I mean, they just said it, right? It also sounds like a preemptive justification for something, doesn't it? I had already been thinking about Wanda as a not-hero, we don't use the V-word about Wanda, (laughs) and the new Avengers. I have, I think, anti-hero is probably safe to say. 
I have met and really liked them all, but with the exception of Sam, Bucky, and maybe Clint, I'm not as invested in the new Avengers at this point and a happy ending for their stories as I am in Wanda's. If they oppose her, why am I siding with them? From a storytelling perspective, you'd want to have her do something pretty bad to have that land, right? Lastly, quick putting it out into the universe for what I want from the post-credits. We see Wanda recuperating after Breaking Bad, and maybe a hint at her next move. Go and find alternate universe daddy. Yeah. <laughs> daddy Magneto or Daddy Vision? <laughs> Final frame. Coming to theaters in 2024, The Scarlet Witch. Give this woman a movie. Name the movie after her character. Make the movie and show me the movie. So help me God, if we get Ant-Man 4 before Lizzie Olsen gets her own movie, and I love Ant-Man, who doesn't? But seriously. Also, how ominous would it be to have that movie title after watching her do something dark? Can't wait to watch Moon Knight and Mom along with you all and hear what you think. Love to you all. Thank you, Steve. I stand this support for the Scarlet Witch movie so much. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. I, I to- you're totally right. They need to do it. Like, they waited too long for Black Widow. Way yeah. too long. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that she has a similar role in the um, canon right now where like she's the ex villain who was converted over literally by the same person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now she has the sort of like checkered past and like has a little bit less of a like clear moral compass sometimes. Like, yes, she's the female on the team. Like, yeah, give give that woman a movie. For real. Give that woman a movie. I mean, honestly, I, I know that this movie is not called um, The Scarlet <laughs> Witch. and Doctor Strange. <laughs> right. But it is called... I, I've been saying it since they titled this movie. I don't think Doctor Strange Mom is, is a mistake. Like, I think no. this movie... <laughs> we've been talking about it since way back before WandaVision. That, like... This song is this movie's called Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. It's mom. Like I think yeah. she is kind of hidden in the title. I think it's about her seeking out her children. Yeah. Um and and the, he says you break the rules and you become a hero. I wonder if his like trial before the Illuminati um that we we see the beginning of, I wonder mm-hmm. if he gets off. Like I wonder if they like bring him up for trial and then they're like but we see why you did what you did. Here's the rules. Here's a little information. Da, 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 da. Like Professor X, it seems, is saying, uh, let's tell him the truth. That's not the thing you do when you're like ready mm-hmm. to prosecute someone. You know what I mean? Which is like definitely a narrative on the justice system. Like, so if Doctor Strange gets brought before people and he's slapped on the wrist. Absolutely. But Wanda's been forced to be in exile and all this stuff from what she did. Like, yeah. Hundred percent. Like, what's the difference? Like, mm-hmm. I I love this idea as a narrative going forward. Yeah, because the justification of what he does in No Way Home to me, even though I love Peter Parker, it's it's not justifiable. Yeah, because it was very selfish. Agreed, and kind of getting away with just sort of playing with reality like he does for very yeah. l- lesser important issues, and then her just trying to save her children mm-hmm. and being, you know, whatever, uh, treated as a villain. I mean, are either of them justifiable situations? Maybe. Probably not necessarily, yeah, but depends. hers was 
at least unconscious at first. Mm -hmm. We know that from WandaVision, and then she became more aware of it. So, when she becomes more aware of it, it's less justifiable, but yeah, I don't know. Right. Oh. Yeah, I love WandaVision so much. (laughs) And see, if she gets to see her kids in those cells... Well, she's going to be mad. After the way she grew up and Hydra keeping her and her brother in those cells. I wouldn't want to be in that room at that moment. And so, like, if she has a rageful moment and goes off on the Illuminati and just starts killing people, um, you can kind of understand why, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe she has been off-camera brought before the Illuminati, before Strange has. Maybe she's had her own little trial. And Mm. they were like, bad Wanda naughty yeah. shame and like make her go away into this red reality she's created or something like that. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if what she did at Westview crosses the line. And, and if, if it doesn't, I wonder if her, what she's doing in the cabin at the end, like, is she, is she going to cross the line in this movie? Kind of like we're talking about with strange, like, what is the thing that he did that's going to cause him to be brought up in front of the Illuminati? And has he done it yet? Right. And it's kind of the same thing with Wanda. I don't feel like Westview, while it's a bad thing to do, it doesn't cross into the multiverse. So I don't feel like it necessarily reaches their jurisdiction, if that makes sense. The only way it does is with the twins. Sure. If somehow, if somehow whatever the psychic energy of what she's created crosses into the multiverse, then yeah, you're right. But I think it's more likely in my mind that she's doing something to seek out the twins. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that they're after her for. Yeah. I don't know. He also talked a little bit about the new Avengers or the young Avengers and not feeling very connected to them. And I, I'm in that camp with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough because the more I love the MCU, like the more I watch the MCU, I've loved it since the beginning. And because like Tony was with us since the very beginning and Cap was with us so early, like those characters resonate in a way that it's just hard to say anyone will ever like catch up to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Or, or, you know, Black Widow, uh, Clint even, like all these characters that you know, have been there since the beginning feel, feel like the old OGs. And it's hard to say they're ever going to catch up because I'm just always going to have this affection for them. And probably unfairly will be comparing them to their counterparts because I look at Yelena and I'm like, yeah, Yelena's funny, but she's no Natasha Romanoff. And then Mm. I look at Kate Bishop and I have like no connection to her. I feel way more connected to Clint Barton and his family and all the stuff we know about him than I do to this this girl that he spent a week with so far, you know? Right. So I totally understand feeling disconnected to them, and maybe it's kind of being done on purpose, trying to transition us a little slowly. Mm. I don't know. I think if they could make us love them quickly, they would. But... Maybe I'm just a weirdo. No, no, I think you're. I think you're right. I think like it's hard because like nothing's ever existed like the MCU. I mean, I guess the closest things are like Star Trek and Star Wars. I feel like yeah, because they are like canons that have existed for a long time. But like, it's insane how big the MCU is now mm-hmm. in a matter of eleven years or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's an insane thing. Cause I, I, you know, I used to think I used to joke about how, like, I like star Wars. Okay. But I like star Trek and I like how extensive it is. Cause there's just so much of it. There's just, you know, you got these three movies that were made in the seventies versus like, you know, 200 hours of episodes. Duh, this is teenage Matt. Right. But like, we're getting to this place where like star Wars is catching up on star Trek. And that's not true. Cause star Trek's putting out weekly content too. Now it's crazy. <laughs> um, but like all of these universes are getting bigger and more expansive. And even for us, you know, illiterate people who don't actually read the books uh, that don't appear on source pages very often. Um, <laughs> that's why we exist. <laughs> that's right. Um, th- even for us people like that, like these, these universes are getting incredibly expansive. Yeah. I'm trying not to get you guys any hate mail from this like one guest spot I do, but like Yelena Belova <laughs> is like not, <laughs> Yelena Belova is not one of my favorite characters. Like when she showed up in Hawkeye, I was like, gosh, they're adding another character to this show. Like this show is jam packed mm. already with new and old characters. I felt overwhelmed by how many characters were in Hawkeye mm. for a however many episodes it was long show we also have spent like you said all this time with clint barton and natasha romanoff and when i go back to wandavision i i love the twins and i miss the twins and i i hope we get to see them again soon and i wonder if that's because we never spent as much time with wanda and the mcu over that span of a decade as we did with the og avengers and so i am okay with seeing newer characters brought alongside her because she's not as firmly established or she wasn't as firmly established she is now in our hearts as someone like tony stark and thor and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's just a weird thing man it's a weird thing and i i I definitely get your criticism with hawkeye like i think that that show is really good but like i think the introduction of yelena and kingpin in the final episodes is a lot to cram in at the end. And it sort of does do the thing we always talk about, which is like, it really takes away from the like show that they were having. It's like one show was happening and then they were like, by the way, we're going to throw in these last elements at the end. And it's kind of like, Oh, I was watching that show. Yeah. Um, And I love both those elements, but it's like that show sort of gets consumed by these two new characters, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the last episode is, the tracksuits aren't really there. Like I mean, they are, it's a big tracksuit battle, but the yeah. main two battles you get are Yelena versus Clint and Kingpin versus Kate. You know, mm-hmm. it's like those characters weren't even in the show until the last three episodes. Right. It's like, it is a very strange balance. Yeah. Like bypassed echo. It bypassed her mom. Yeah. It bypassed Jack a little bit. So yeah, I mean that we don't need to go into all my thoughts on Hawkeye, but. That's one of those things I worry about, like you and I were talking about. Is this too many things at once? And is this too mm. much too soon? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I love it all. I just, I might love it more in moderation. Well, and I do think that, like, I can't even imagine this, but there was a time when Chris Evans' Captain America was just a guy who was in one movie. Yeah. And, like, I love that one movie. And it, there's just certain things they do in those early movies that set up those characters in ways that like, I just don't know they're doing now. And like, I agree that, that bully fight in the alley with him being like, you know, I could do this all day. 
and that coming back, you know, like that's, that's Captain America, him jumping on that grenade. Like that's Captain America. And those things are like indelibly like written on my soul. And every time I see that character, he has all of the good faith in the world from me because of those, those scenes. And like, I like Kate Bishop. I really do. But like, she doesn't have that kind of good faith with me yet, you know? Yeah, totally. And I, I kind of feel like, I mean, he, he, and it's not just those two characters. I, I, it's, it's all right. of them. I mean, yeah. even like Banner, like, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a great moment. And him talking about how he tried to kill himself. Like, there's these things that like make you feel for them. That these like really good writers did early on in the MCU that like wrote those characters like I don't know it like wrote it yeah. onto all of our souls like who those characters are and I yeah. think we get who Kate is but it's like this sort of like meandering like this is Kate and see I didn't get who she was at first like I yeah I was like this I don't understand this character she's all over the place is she supposed to be a grown up or is she supposed to be a kid is she supposed to be well trained or is she not which i got past that bit but everyone's like well she's a fangirl she's a fangirl and i'm like okay is she because I, I she mostly just seems like she's stalking clint <laughs> you know it was kind of like <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't connect with her i liked her best in her scenes with yelena it made me like kate more me too me too it, yeah it's just it's just interesting we'll see if they can give them all those character defining moments like you're talking about well, and I do think there are a few in there. Um, I think the macaroni and sriracha scene where they're just sitting in the house talking and sort of half threatening and half having girl talk is like a really good scene. And I, I really, really like it. And the the scene of them running and getting on the elevator and Kate pressing all the buttons, that's like some silly, <laughs> like fun, yeah, like creative silliness that I'm going to remember that that's, that's in Kate's character. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's in neither of their character to be too needlessly brutal. They don't really have any beef with each other, so they're not really trying to hurt each other. Um, it's not, and Kate's clearly in her way, but she doesn't have a desire to hurt Kate. Like that's right. that's in even though Yelena's an assassin, she still has right. like a heart and has like standards that people need to meet before she's going to like go murder them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All that stuff is good, and like I like the I like some of the character building, but yeah, it's it's going to take time to build characters like they did with those first few, or it's going to take some really freaking good writers who can make um, some good, some just really good scenes. We just need a couple really good scenes to make characters resonate. Yeah. Black Widow sitting in that chair interrogating the guy who's beating her up. Like that's yeah. just that's just that's Nat, you know? Like yeah, <laughs> Natalie Rushman beating up. Uh, happy. happy yeah like it's just so good <laughs> looks like a tko to me <laughs> yeah there's just so many amazing scenes in the early mcu and also mm-hmm. we look at it we look back at it with i mean it's 10 years now it's nostalgia yes. at this point there's nostalgia yes. for all these characters and i try to I, when i'm critical like that i try to like try to give the characters some grace and know that they're gonna grow and know that hopefully we're gonna see that growth like we have been in the past yeah totally all right, let's. Uh, this is the last one, Dr. Kyle Berkeley. The last one, Dr. Kyle Berkeley wrote in. Hi guys, I have a weird theory about the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness Super Bowl trailer. Follow me on this one. Mordo, Kang, Loki, 
Ultron in the Homecoming Damage Control Vault, and possibly Icarus. I have noticed more toys of him are being sold at Target lately. Are still alive in the MCU. What if we are getting the Cabal instead of the Illuminati? Hear me out. Mordo felt Strange was abusing magic. Thanos wanted to control the population, which in theory stopped the Celestial from being born. Loki knows about Kang and the dangers of playing with the multiverse. Ultron believes he's saving the world by destroying it. Icarus loved Erishim to a religious level. What if we are getting the introduction of the Cabal in this movie? In theory, they are all trying to fix and establish a better natural order by keeping the heroes in check. Love you all 3000. Keep up the great work. Doctor's Orders. <laughs> love it. Doctor's awesome. Orders. Oh, man. Okay, so I gotta be honest. I don't know the Cabal. Do you know the Cabal? I don't know the Cabal. Sorry. All right. I, I'm assuming it's a comic book uh, team. and Probably so. I, I actually think all of those sound like really good motivations for these characters to just straight up be menaces to the heroes, you know? Yeah. Like a, a true rogues gallery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, they're, and they're all kind of great for that, you know? Mm. Wiki says the cabal is a secret society of supervillains and antiheroes appearing in American comic books published by Marvel comics as a more villainous counterpart to the Illuminati, the group was formed in the Dark Reign storyline very shortly after the Secret Invasion event. Mm, okay. So you could be definitely on the right track there. Well, it's pretty cool that we have a bunch of people in there that could be, a bunch of characters that could be that. Yeah. And I don't, I, th I think we're getting Illuminati. Now, whether if this lays the foundation for the Cabal or. Like he said, it's just straight up misdirect and they're going to do the cabal. Mm -hmm. That's a cool idea. Yeah, maybe they're going to build to that. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thanks, Dr. Kyle. Thanks for your uh, prescription. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick. Over in the, uh, the chat on Twitch, we have Vermillion One says, Somehow we get a scene with Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy, and Tom Hardy. How's that going to work? <laughs> I don't know, but somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. I like that idea a lot. I'm so into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we would possibly get uh, Tom Hardy back. See, it would seem silly because we just sent him back to his universe and then he just popped back over. But like, you never know. <laughs> I could see it in a Deadpool movie. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Tom Hardy played a young Captain Picard when he was a very young man. And it's weird to look back on because it's Tom Hardy and he's much like thinner because he's playing a Captain Picard. He's much yeah. thinner and less like muscly and less Tom Hardy. Like uh, it's, it, but it's, it's super funny to, I would love, I would love it if they pan out on that council and we have two different versions, both versions of professor X because it would just be like, you know, we can do that. And then it's really like a MCU version of what was that James McAvoy movie split? <laughs> this is the Illuminati's just a bunch of different Like taking it to a whole other level. <laughs> no, that's as if Moon Knight's in the, yeah, that's in the mix. Uh, goodness. There's the, another quote I didn't include in the news yesterday was one of uh, Oscar Isaac talking about Moon Knight and talking about how he, there's, there's a character of Steven that he just absolutely loves to play of the different characters. And that just makes me excited because it makes me think like he's really investing in the different characters he's playing. 
mm-hmm. as like their own versions of or as their own character you know that's pretty cool that takes some chops to do that yeah for sure all right guys well that's about all do you have anything else to say about the doctor strange trailer miss haley I do not i'm i'm pretty jazzed about it me too me too <laughs> uh well guys we'll be back hey, if you uh if you like the show uh throw us uh throw us some uh throw us a, a you know likes and stuff on facebook's and all those three things some reviews on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast if they have reviews and uh it really helps out if you join the patreon patreon.com slash mcu cast and uh, it really helps the show uh keep being made every week it keeps us uh keeps being able to do it devote all the time so appreciate y'all so much um we'll be back soon Peace. Love you 300. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv strandedpanda TV and available at youtube.com strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.